0: Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share inspiring stories and tips on facing vulnerability and the lessons we can use to help us be able to find success and fulfillment in our own lives. With each episode, we hope to impact one listener. And if anything you've heard has impacted you, we'd appreciate you sharing it on social. Thank you for listening. Now let's get vulnerable. Tony Curl said, vulnerability brings honesty. We become most honest with ourselves when we are faced with real fear around a situation or an outcome, yet many still stay in their comfort zone, listening to their own excuses and lies. This is episode 34 of the Vulnerable Podcast with Byron Morrison. Growing up, he never really fit in. He often felt like an outcast and faced severe bullying from his peers. At one point during his school days, this even got so bad that he'd spent his lunchtime hiding in the library. At the time, he found it was the only safe place to hide away from the abuse. This experience would directly affect his confidence and self-worth throughout his life. It affected him to the point he'd keep barriers up, not wanting to let anyone in, and sabotage relationships. Until eventually he found himself overweight, unfulfilled, and stuck in a job that was killing him. That was until his dad's cancer made him realize how fragile life can be, and was the catalyst for turning his own life and health around. On that journey, he learned everything he could about health, nutrition, mindset, and high performance, writing a best-selling book and finally pursuing his dreams of creating a business that impacted the world. Now he coaches CEOs and executives to upgrade their brain power, helping them make better decisions, execute without overthinking, and handle new levels of pressure without crumbling or losing their composure. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Byron Morrison. Hey Byron, thank you for coming on the Vulnerable podcast. Um, you know, we only met uh, maybe about a week or two ago through LinkedIn. Um, you know, it's been pretty interesting for me because now that uh, the podcast has been over for a little while, I'm starting to have people like yourself reach out, and um, you know, it's it's been uh, it's been good to get, get start to get to know your story the other day when we had that brief call, and and I'm glad that you wanted to come on here and share it with my listeners. So thanks again for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me. I think what you're doing with the podcast is such an amazing idea, especially in a world where, like we spoke about before, everyone kind of puts on this facade that everything's perfect and amazing. And social media is kind of like the highlight reel that we end up comparing (laughs) ourselves to. Uh, So I think it's great that you're kind of breaking through that and showing people that actually everyone's on their own kind of battle and journey.
0: No, and I appreciate that. And that's pretty much exactly what I'm trying to do is basically let people know that we all go through struggle, whether we've been through it and we've overcome it, whether we're still going through it, whatever the the case might be. And then, you know, how, what we learned from it and then how we use it to push us forward. Because I think that our vulnerabilities and our struggles in life are the things that can give us the strength to, to get to where we want to go. So thank you for those kind words. So the first question I like to ask every guest is what is your definition of vulnerability?
1: For me, when I think of vulnerability, I think of being able to kind of open up and share what's actually going on. Uh, Like I said to you like a minute ago with where social media, we all put this kind of image up of all the wins and how amazing everything is. And for me, being vulnerable is kind of sharing the aspects that maybe aren't going so well or kind of what's happened in our past and showing who we really are as a human. Because no one's got it all figured out. Even the most successful people in the world, they have problems and they have issues in their relationships, and they've gone through difficult bits in the past. But I like, think being vulnerable is kind of sharing that and showing who you really are.
0: No, and and I couldn't agree more. And the thing that I think the the one word that I heard in there that I think is really important is is the, the fact that we are all just human. I mean, like you said, no matter how successful you are, no matter, you know, what people might think, at the end of the day, we're all human, we're all susceptible to these things, these struggles and these vulnerabilities. And um, yeah, so again, thank you for that that great definition. So if you can look back on your life, um, you know, I don't know how far back you want to go, but what would you say would be the earliest memory you have of facing some sort of vulnerability or struggle in your life?
1: I'd say for me, and this is something we kind of spoke about the other day, kind of, Growing up I had a pretty rough time, I, um, I originally was from South Africa, I grew up, I, I live in the UK now and we moved over here when I was 10 years old and I remember kind of coming over and being really excited about this new life and everything that was going to happen and pretty much from the first week I started school I never really fitted in, I was always kind of different and outcast and I was bullied really badly at school kind of from a young age I remember getting to the point where I was beaten up pretty much every single day I was called names I started just hiding in the library at lunch because I found that this was this safe place that people couldn't find me and that was where I would kind of spend my time to get away from it all and that for me was a big thing that still until a few years ago very much affected me there was kind of When I left school, I thought I'd put it behind me. I thought I'd moved on with my life. But even, it was only when I started working with a kind of coach a few years ago, who got me to realize that the reason why, even well into my mid-twenties, I didn't have confidence and I had barriers up and I'd sabotage relationships and I avoided really putting myself out there, traced back to what happened when I was 12 years old. Like, even though I knew what those kids did and said was wrong, I knew that wasn't who I was. It was programmed into my unconscious mind and my beliefs about myself. And I was very much letting my past define my future. So, and for me, I think that's one of the big things is often we don't realize that events and experiences we go through can still control us years later and we don't even understand that's buried deep inside us and it could be something that may be completely unrelated really kind of holds on to us
0: no it's it's interesting i i had a, an interview yesterday and a lot of the same things that you're bringing up came up in that interview as well and it's starting to make me really think about my own life even i i spoke with a coach um a couple of weeks ago somebody that i know from linkedin and he sort of just gave me an hour of, of his time and he was sort of putting, uh, bring up, bringing up a lot of those things, like making me think about them. And, and it's given me some things to think about over the last few weeks. So um, just interesting that that's sort of been a, a theme. And and that's one thing that I find with this podcast is like as I progress and as I do more interviews, there's different themes, but there's some things that continuously show up. So. Um, thank you for sharing that so how would you say aside from hiding in the library um, which was def- definitely one of the things that helped you with it what else would you say helped you sort of overcome that situation was there like uh, you know friends that you made was it family or or if it was just simply you know digging yourself in, into some books I mean that's fine too but what would you say helped you overcome it
1: kind of something that is very kind of different kind of trauma, but Completely unrelated. So, uh, kind of like I said, well into my twenties, I was struggling with confidence. I would sabotage relationships. I was overweight. I was always one of those people who had these big goals and dreams. Like I wanted to change the world and help people, but I never really knew what that was. So I kind of just did what everyone else did. I went to university and I got a job. I uh, kind of find my found myself earning good money, kind of on track to a life. Other people would deem a success, but also very unhappy. And it was only after my dad's cancer and seeing the pain that he went through during his treatment, he had most of his bowel surgically removed and he spent 25 days in ICU, most of that life support and breathing through a tracheostomy that I realized that I had to change. I saw a glimpse of my own future if I didn't kind of turn it around. So I spent the next few years learning everything I could about kind of losing weight and going to the gym because I'd lost weight in the past I'd put it back on I felt like I was going around in circles so I was determined to turn it around and actually just kind of uh, this again is kind of playing into the vulnerability thing and the story I told you like the catalyst for it all uh, I went on holiday with one of my friends to Greece And I remember just sitting there on the beach the one day and across from us was this group of guys. They were laughing, they were playing volleyball, they were surrounded by girls, they looked like they were in the time of their life. And I was always the guy who was too ashamed to take his shirt off on the beach. I remember just sitting there thinking, why can't that be me? Why don't I fit in? Why can't I have that life? And I remember having all these conversations in my head where eventually I convinced myself the reason why was because I wasn't in that in shape. I didn't have a six pack. I didn't have loads of muscles. I wasn't confident. So that was kind of the thing that I made a decision there. And then that next year that was going to be me. So I came home from that holiday determined that I was finally going to get it right. I spent the next year in the gym training five days a week. I got to the point that I was counting every gram of rice. I became absolutely (laughs) obsessed over achieving this goal. And That was when i started learning everything about nutrition and fitness and everything else involved and at the end of the year i did it i remember standing there looking in the mirror i had the six pack i had the body i always wanted and i still wasn't happy and i just couldn't understand it it was like this one thing that was meant to make everything better didn't help at all and if anything things were worse i still didn't have any confidence in that year that I'd become obsessed. I pushed away friends. I'd stopped going out for meals with my family. I'd was avoiding anything that would take away from my goal. The thing that ultimately was meant to make me happy. And that was when I realized there has to be something else going on here. And that was when I started looking into psychology and mindset. And I started working with that coach that I mentioned at the start of this. And that was kind of the turning point. It was, I needed to go through all of that to realize that all of those other things were surface level. And for most of my life, to avoid facing what was truly going on and why I felt the way that I did, I would blame all my weight. I'd be like, oh, the reason why I don't have a good relationship, or I'm not confident, or I don't feel good about myself is because I'm overweight. Like, that was an easy thing to blame. And it was only when I lost the weight that I didn't have anything to hide behind anymore. I really need to uncover that actually there's something else going on here so that's kind of a long-winded explanation no no
0: but you know it's it's still like and I mean that's the thing with podcasts they, they never go as planned they, there's different tangents that happen I'm starting to at this point where you know I have a list of questions in front of me but 90% of the time now I'm not even following them because just things conversations happen things come up and like even just thinking about what you're saying there is is I think You know for myself even and and a lot of people i think we struggle with that thing of thinking that you know there's this one thing that is is making our life you know not be what what we want it to be or is making us unhappy or whatever um and you know we can get very caught up in like going after that one thing or tying our identity to that one thing and then you get there and you find out okay well that wasn't it you know i've had people on here that you know tied their identity to like sports let's say and then they reach that level that they wanted to reach in sports and then they're like, okay, wait, I still don't feel like I've achieved what I want to achieve or that I'm where I want to be. So um, I think it's just a, an important point to bring up and to, to speak about. And again, interesting to me that, you know, like that you could do all that and be that focused for one year and then still get to the end of it and just be like, Okay, there's still something else and um, yeah and then have the ability to then say okay well, well what, what's next what do I have to do next because some people might have just been like hey forget it you know I've tried it I've tried all these things forget about it I'm I, you know I give up but you still continue to push forward which is you know huge um, what what new strength would you say you discovered in yourself after you know I mean obviously there's more to your story and I, I'm, I'm gonna you know assume that we'll get into that but you know I still think there must have been something that you discovered in yourself being able to take that year get yourself focused on your your fitness and your nutrition and everything like that and get to that body that you wanted even though it maybe didn't bring you to that place of happiness and fulfillment that you thought it would what new strength would you say you discovered in yourself through that or even just through you know like you said with the um, with your father's Ill, uh, illness and stuff I think the
1: strength is resilience like because for me, in that year, like growing up, I hated exercise. Like literally, I remember um, when I was like 20 years old, one of my friends wanted to start training and he was like my drinking buddy because I used to do a lot of drinking and patting and he was starting to get to the gym. And I remember going out with him the one night and he was drinking orange juice because he didn't want to affect his training. And I thought it was ridiculous. Like I thought it was so stupid. And it's kind of that was the mentality I had like I completely disassociated from exercise, couldn't think of anything worse than stepping foot in the gym, saw those people as people I didn't want to be like and convinced myself it wasn't for me. So for me, it was kind of that resilience to see that actually I could put myself in uncomfortable situations. I could stick to something. I could put my mind to something and actually go after it. And also from kind of running a business as well and a kind of a where I'm at today, like if you speak to any entrepreneur, it's a up and down roller coaster. Things don't go according to plan. It's just this constant cycle of kind of pushing through difficult times. So that was all of those things that kind of I went through has got me to the point today where I've got that resilience and mental capacity to deal with it.
0: No, definitely, and again, like I said a few minutes ago about themes, like that's another one. Resilience is something that I've consistently heard about um, from a lot of different people, and and I think it's important too because I think, like I said a few minutes ago too, we can all give up a lot easier than it is to to sort of move forward. It's much easier to say forget about it and just sort of move on to something else or something new or you know that that next shiny thing. Um, but to have the resilience to keep moving forward, and even when I think. A lot of times, the other thing that might stop us is people. Um, you know, people might tell us, "Oh, you can't do that," or "You can't do this," or "You know, yeah, it's it's impossible," or whatever words they might use. And to have that resilience to know, okay, this is what I believe, and this is what I think I can do, and to keep pushing forward is is I think a key to just life in general and and getting to where you want to get to in life. So. You know, what What sort of, you know, toll, I guess emotionally, maybe even physically, I, I, whichever way you want to define it, would you say that, you know, these things that happened from, you know, the bullying, from your your father's illness, like what sort of toll would you say that that, that sort of took on your life as like a whole? Um, I don't know if you can define it clear, like in, in one way or whatever, but is, if you can just give us an idea of, you know, how much that affected you. Uh,
1: I think it's kind of... A broad spectrum, kind of from a young age, I kind of struggled with mental health, kind of from a very young age, kind of depression and anxiety was something that I battled, and even into my like mid twenties like when I spoke about being in like that job and being very unhappy, I had periods where I was so depressed i didn't want to leave the house like it was a struggle to get out of bed every morning, like I just didn't know what I was doing or what the point was. It was kind of like I was good at what i was doing work wise but i didn't know why i was doing it i had no purpose so there was kind of that aspect of it and then kind of on the health side of it as well i had big issues with low energy levels really bad insomnia it was kind of this is one thing that absolutely amazes me is when we go through traumatic experiences the impact it can have on our body and other areas like i only realized a few years ago that i had really bad insomnia Like, it was ridiculous. It would take me an hour and a half to two hours to fall asleep. And pretty much every single hour throughout the night, I'd wake up. And it was just driving me insane because I was always exhausted. And kind of when I went through my own mindset training and stuff I'd done with clients, I was like, there has to be a deeper reasoning behind this. And when I kind of started breaking it down, I realized that the reason why I had insomnia and the reason why I was waking up every single hour was when my dad was in hospital, going through all of that treatment I wasn't sleeping like every single night it was because of all of the stress I was struggling to get to sleep and I was waking up every hour throughout the night to check my phone to so like has the hospital called do we need to rush down there is there an emergency I was just kind of it made this belief and kind of reaction in my head to always be alert and that was something that still a few years later I was still in that mental capacity and that's why for me it's so important that when we do have these issues in our life of finding the underlying causes because it wasn't until I got to the root cause of it that I could see that actually even though that was a horrible thing that happened life had moved forward I didn't need to be in that heightened state constantly it was all down to my brain's programming and until I realized that I couldn't move forward and stop it and yeah, now I can actually sleep properly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I read a book not too long ago. It was called The Buddha's Brain, and you know, a lot of people might hear that title and think, oh, it's about Buddhism and and so on. And and you know, I just picked it up. I think it was at like a thrift store, and I'm like, ah, it looks interesting. Let me read it. And what it was about was a, a basically a much simpler understanding of neuroscience, because neuroscience is definitely a subject that not all of us can get into. But this was just sort of simpl uh, simplified. And what amazes me and what you said and what I read in that book is how much our minds affect every other part of us, you know, whether it's, you know, the stress that we have can cause issues like, um, you know, issues with our, our digestion. It can cause issues with our sleep, like you said. And it's incredible to me that we, we don't really know that. Like, we don't think about that. We just think it's, you know, 10 other things like you just said, you, you know, you, you might have blamed it on, you know, other stuff that you, you might have thought it was. But at the end of the day, it's really what's going on up there. It's it's what's going on in your mind, what's going on in your head. And and when you get more control of that, um, it definitely helps. I mean, I've noticed it through things like meditation and everything, um, which I don't do as consistently as I was at one point, but I think, think I need to get back to and all these things that I'm talking about in the podcast are great reminders of, you know, for even for me. And and that's one thing I like about this podcast is that I'm learning just as much as I think some of my listeners are and it's reminding me of some things too. You know, so you know the, the the one thing that um, I guess when we when we talked on that intro call that that really sort of hit me was when you talked about sort of sitting in that room with your father when he was in ICU and just having that moment like was it just like this. You like aha moment and then things shifted or was there like a little bit of a progression to the, to the shift? Like, I, I'm just curious because to me, you know, when you describe it, it sounds like it was sort of that aha moment, but I just wonder if it just went right into full speed ahead with, with where you wanted to go or, or was there time in between?
1: I'd say there there's definitely time in between. Like looking back, I really struggled to find the exact moment. Like when he was in icu and we're kind of going through all of that my head was just not with it like it was just like that was the longest 25 days of my life like it was just like it wasn't in that moment like that moment i was just focused on what was going on and trying to support my mom and us trying to get through it together so it wasn't kind of like sitting there realizing oh if i don't do something up this is going to be me it was kind of as i started learning more about nutrition and fitness and mindset and everything else and looking at the choices people make on a day-to-day basis when i was kind of going through my own weight loss journey i started to realize more and more and look into the medical side of it of how much his kind of cancer was brought on by what he was doing because my dad he's made a lot of changes now and like that something i'm grateful every day as they pulled through but kind of back then He was working 14-hour days. He had a very kind of executive job, tonne of stress, tonne of pressure, work-life balance was all over the place. He was barely sleeping. His diet was just sugar and processed foods. He was always kind of pulled in so many different directions, not exercising, not taking care of himself. And the more I started to study it, the more I realized that that's what I was doing, And I was like, if I don't do and make these changes, I'm going to get sick as well. So it was very much a kind of long process of the more I understood it, the more I realized that actually, if I don't do this, that's going to happen
0: yeah no and that's um again it's it, it, to me what what i said at the very beginning of this is like how i'm trying to pull lessons from people's struggles to help other people i mean that's a huge one right there for you to be able to sort of make the correlation when you're going through such a hard time Cause I can imagine, I mean, you know, both my, my, well, I wouldn't say my parents are are like my, both my parents are healthy for the, for the, for the most part. I mean, my dad a few years ago, um, suffered a, a small heart attack and definitely scared me, but he was out of the hospital in a, in a few days and to just, you know, think about like 25 days of being there and and having to go through all that emotional turmoil and like you said support your mom and everything like that but then still be able to make that correlation as time progressed and and realize like you know okay i'm working a job crazy hours i'm not happy there i'm probably doing a lot of the same habits that my dad has and start to help that shift your mindset and and move you towards where you're at now i mean to me that's uh, again pretty incredible because I just don't think a lot of people would be able to sort of separate the two. I think a lot of people would probably just get sort of down and like, what's going on and like, how did this happen? And so on and so forth. And you were able to sort of push your way through it and use it as a lesson.
1: Yeah. Well, to be completely honest, a lot of it was all by accident. Like like nothing that I'm doing today was, is intentional. Like if you said to me kind of like seven years ago, that I would have kind of written a best-selling book and I'd be running a coaching company and I'd be helping people kind of make changes in their life. Like I would have laughed at you. (laughs) It was so kind of out of my realm of possibilities. Like I never planned for any of this. It was just kind of, when I went and I lost the weight and I learned all of that, I was so frustrated by all of this bad information out there and seeing other people struggling like I was. So, And I'd started as I was researching and learning and got really into it. I was like, do you know what? I really want to write a book. I was like, I spent a year and a half learning all of this. Let me see if I can write a book and condense it and put it something down that people who are struggling like I was could just read this It'll tell them everything they need to know. So they don't have to spend a year and a half researching this. Did that, started learning more about kind of diseases and kind of everything else in between while I was doing it. Then that came out. And then I was like, oh, well, what next? And then I've like started doing workshops and I started coaching people. It's just like none, none of this was planned. Like it all just kind of fell into place as a natural evolution. And I think kind of going back to what we spoke about earlier, where I find a lot of people get stuck, like especially with me with the fitness goal is we focus so much on the end result. And we say to ourselves that once we achieve this, then we'll be happy then we'll take some time off. Then we'll prioritize our family. Then we'll focus on our health. because we're just focusing on the outcome, we forget to enjoy the journey. And because of that, we get there and we're like, I still don't feel happy. I still don't feel fulfilled. This like miracle thing, like with me with the weight loss that was meant to fix everything, didn't help. And I think that's why our focus needs to be stop putting so much pressure on ourselves to have it all figured out. Like life is long. Like you've got a lot of time to make mistakes, to find yourself, to get to where you're meant to be for me the biggest mistake people are making is they want it all now they're kind of going back to what we spoke about like you see someone on social media who looks like they've got it all together and it's just ridiculous like I've been working with one client recently and we were talking about and he was like he's like 26 years old now and he's just stressing and all over the place and he was just like oh, I should be doing this and I should be having all of this I was like who are you comparing yourself to and <laughs> He was comparing himself to Tim Ferris, because Tim Ferris wrote the four hour work week and he'd made all this money and done all this incredible stuff. I was just like, You are so far ahead everyone else your age, but he was putting this pressure <laughs> on him And it's once he realized that he was just putting some impossible standard that was unable to be met. And yeah, that's why the the big thing for like every single one of us is we need to stop focusing so much on what everyone else is doing, stop comparing ourselves to everyone else. And learn to actually enjoy life and focus on the journey, because we don't know how much time we have, and also we get caught up in stupid things that don't matter. So yeah, that's a little bit of a <laughs>
0: no, no, no. Again, like like I said, I enjoy these these sort of tangents when when this, this sort of stuff happens because. There's tons of like things that people can take away from this little tips and, and nuggets and everything that people can take away from everything that you're sharing. And I mean, the, the thing that came to my mind is I know there's a quote, I probably said it on other episodes, but I don't know who it's by, but it, the quote is comparison is the thief of all joy. And I've learned that as well. I mean, when I first got onto Instagram, for example, I was just following everybody and I noticed, you know, A, it was wasting a lot of time, and then B, I was doing a lot of that. And so what I did is I shifted like who I followed. I unfollowed a lot of people and I only followed people that I felt like could actually maybe inspire me and stopped really comparing comparing myself. And I actually maybe did a little bit of a deeper dive into a lot of these people's stories because like we like for example, one guy that definitely, you know, inspires me is Lewis Howes. You know, and when I first saw him on social, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, good looking guy, you know, probably has it all together, you know, successful podcast. And then I started learning more about his backstory and I was like, "Okay, wait. So he was like 30 years old and he was living on his sister's couch and, you know, life wasn't perfect for him. And I'm like, I'm only 30 years old and I'm not where I want to be. But. You know neither was he at 30 years old and then you start to realize like 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 we talked about at the very beginning of this that we're all human and we all go through things and like when we look at social media and and we look at where people are at now it is easy to just sort of be like that's where i want to be and i think the other issue in terms of social is that instant gratification it's sort of switched our mindsets now to like wanting things now and And even not just social media, but just the way like the world works. Like, you know, I think about like Amazon and like, you know, I I use it a lot. I'm not going to lie, but it's just making me think now, like part of that is probably not helping with the instant gratification because I can literally sit on my sofa and within 24 to 48 hours, it's at my door, you know, and I'm thinking like, if I'm really get into it, I'm thinking about the fact that I ordered a pair of shoes last weekend at a store and they were supposed to be here by today and then i went on the tracking app this morning or whatever the tracking website and found out it's not coming to tomorrow and i can remember myself this morning being like what the hell they were supposed to come today <laughs> and now that we're talking about this i'm like it doesn't really matter you know what i mean but it's it's insane to me like as we're talking about this and i'm just pulling from my own sort of situation like how that can happen like without us even really thinking about it like you know i i was literally getting frustrated about a pair of shoes that is going to be here in 24 hours anyways and who really cares at the end of the day? <laughs> it's not like it's the end all of my life. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, anyways, yeah. I, again, tangent, um, but
1: just to kind of interject something on that of what you said, which is really interesting. And I see this in pretty much every single person I speak to. I think this will be really valuable for the people listening to realize you're never going to get to where you want to be. Like it's never going to happen. Like whatever image you have in your head right now of what you want and where you're going to get to, It's going to change. Like even if you achieve that, you're not suddenly going to be like, cool, I'm done. (laughs) Like then you're going to kind of be like, oh, what's the next goal? Where do I go from there? Kind of what's going to happen? Like life changes. And this for me is where a lot of people get stuck because like I said before, they fixate on that end result. They're like, I want this and they'll go for it at the expense of everything else. Not realizing that halfway through, they could realize that actually they don't want that or life could open up a different path or they could fail and make some big mistake that actually puts them down a different path where they find out what they actually want. So I think we just need to be so much more open to the like, understanding that life is a journey and it's about constant evolution and not pressuring ourselves that if we haven't met some goal, some imaginary standard or some objective that we want, like that's okay like it's not a like sprint it's a kind of a long-term marathon that we just need to be every single day just kind of taking one step forward
0: no and and i couldn't agree more and one thing that i'm sort of uh, taking away from that is patience um you know and again that comes into the whole instant gratification everything is like what you're saying is we got to have a little more patience and and from what i hear there is, is is that fact that like you're saying we think we need to be here or we need to be there by tomorrow or that we're going to reach this place within a year or two years or three years. But even in that year, two or three, things can change again. Like, I, And I'm just, again, thinking back to my own journey over the last little while and, and starting to question a lot of things that I've been chasing for like the last year and a bit wondering now, maybe part of the problem is, is that those aren't things that I necessarily still want. So again, you know, <laughs> as I just said, I'm learning a lot as well. So if you were, were to, older. Yeah no uh I hope so.
1: <laughs> Sorry before your next question yeah. is no, there's no, One thing
0: I think that's really valuable
1: no. just to kind of throw into this that <laughs> so many people like message me like I want to find my passion, I want to find my purpose, like how do I find what I really care about? And there's probably people listening to this right now thinking the same thing. And the honest answer is put yourself out there and try new things. Like everyone like kind of thinks that oh, if they lock themselves in like a dark room and they meditate for two hours, some magical answer from the universe (laughs) is going to come to them to lead them down the path. And it's just like, no, that doesn't happen. Like the way that you find out what you truly care about and what you want to do is you go and do stuff and you see what you like, and then you grow and evolve along the way. Like going back to my story where I said, I would have laughed at you if you said had told me seven years ago, this is what I would be doing. The only reason I'm doing what I'm doing today was because I put, made myself uncomfortable and I went to the gym and that's it. Like I remember going in there. The first time I went in, there was all of these big guys grunting in the corner, staring at their biceps. It was so busy. I made an excuse to myself that, ah, I can't use any of the machines now. I'll come back later. And I remember leaving (laughs) the gym and luckily I pushed myself to go back. And then I went back again and then I went back again. And I slowly, something that I hated or, I thought I hate became a passion and I became interested in it and from there I wanted to learn more about nutrition and fitness and all of that like one little thing that I pushed myself to do has been what sparked my entire journey over the last few years my book my business and everything else I do so the way you find your passion is just go do more stuff like there could be something right now that you think is stupid or ridiculous or that you won't enjoy that actually will light a fire inside of you and you are be like, this is amazing. I love this. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm such a firm believer in say yes more and try more things.
0: No, again, I couldn't agree more. One thing that when I got go from my job a few years ago and I started to sort of explore different things because I had been stuck in sort of the world of sales and that's all I had known for most of my life up until that point. Um, you know, the one thing that I, I from advice from friends and and the one thing that I started doing was doing more and just getting uncomfortable and doing things that made me uncomfortable and and when a lot of people ask me like how would you start doing that or like you know how would you figure that out I said something similar which was like get out of your comfort zone like do things that are uncomfortable because we're all stuck in that comfort zone of like go to work come home have dinner go to sleep wake up and repeat and and when you just do that constantly it's hard to sort of see anything different because you're just stuck in that same bubble all the time so i couldn't agree more with what you're saying in terms of getting out there and and trying more things and getting uncomfortable because i I think that's where you see the most growth you know when i just went out and started speaking is when I learned that maybe I want to do public speaking and uh, you know as much as I'm a confident guy and I don't really have a problem talking it still was uncomfortable those first few times yeah. because you're like you're sitting there in front of a hundred people or so or whatever and you're wondering like are they going to think I'm full of crap or are they going to care <laughs> what I have to say <laughs> you know, like there's still those things that go on so couldn't agree with yeah. you more um so sorry go ahead
1: Sorry, I sorry to like just because I think that's such a fascinating point. And I think this, from my own perspective, I know that so many people are struggling with this. I just want to kind of add what I think a lot of people need to realize is when we talk about pushing comfort zones, that doesn't mean you have to go bungee jumping or you have to be <laughs> like people think like that's what it means. Whereas in reality, any step that you take outside your comfort zone, regardless of how small, that becomes your new comfort zone. Like if I just, I know because I've used the example a lot, just kind of going back to pushing myself to go to the gym that one time, every time I went in there, I became more comfortable until it was second nature and that fear was gone. Or like with you, kind of the public speaking, just talking in front of a small group of people, then that becomes comfortable and then you do it more and more and more and you grow. That comfort zone doesn't then shrink so it's just looking for opportunities constantly just to try something new like it doesn't have to be overhauling your entire life or going crazy
0: no good point and and because and it's funny that you brought up bungee jumping (laughs) because the one thing i've been thinking about doing is going skydiving because i have this sort of thing in my head where if i face my biggest fear which is heights that if i do that then maybe all these other fears that i have will just sort of be crushed But now I'm kind of wondering if you're right, if it's just, you know, just a matter of doing more small things. I mean, I still do think I may go skydiving just because it's one thing that I've always sort of wanted to do. And like I said, I do have a curiosity as to whether if you overcome some of your bigger fears, if the other smaller fears just kind of be like, you kind of look at them as a joke, but uh, we'll touch on that if I actually end up doing it. (laughs) So everything that you've you've been through um, in your lifetime, how would you say that it's all helped you like if you were to sort of take it all as, as a lesson how would you say it's helped you get to where you are now with your coaching and everything like that
1: for me i actually just wrote a blog article on this earlier today so it's kind of reflecting on this like it all comes down to perspective and this kind of plays into your whole vulnerability theme because i find for a lot of people the reason why they may get depressed or anxiety or get into a negative state of mind is They're focusing on the past, like they're reliving it over and over again in their head, or it's buried deep inside them and it's controlling the way they think and feel. Whereas the reality is, we can't change what happened like, whatever's happened to you no matter how I don't want to take away from like people listening, you've gone through traumatic things or I've had horrible experiences or whatever it is. Like, but but the reality is, you can't change it, it's done, it's happened. So, you've really got two choices you can either dwell on it and you can let that experience continue to hold you back and allow you to kind of doubt yourself or be defined by it or you can make a decision right here and now that actually what are you going to do about it going forward because that's all that really matters like what is the biggest problem right now what's happened in your life that's impacting you and what are you going to do it's really all that boils down to like it's making that decision that you're going to move past it you're going to find a way regardless how difficult because I know just deciding that doesn't make it easy (laughs) especially for people who've been through trauma or something horrible but it's almost kind of I found with clients and myself it's like the weight of the world is lifted off your shoulders when you realize that I can't change that but I can change how I respond to it so that's one of the biggest things that i've got out of my own journey of kind of less dwelling on the past and more focusing on the future
0: no for sure and i think the other thing that i would throw in there and i'm sure you're doing this as well is that you sort of got to appreciate the now as well yeah. because i think that like like you're saying we can get stuck in the past and i think too and and i think you've mentioned this too throughout the podcast is that if we think too much about where we want to be or we plan too much about where we want to be it's going to be that much harder to get there. So, um, so yeah, so again, but, uh, but again, I, I think that you're, you're making a really good point there in terms of just moving forward, not, not trying to stay where you're at because it, like we just said a few minutes ago again, too, with, you know, trying more things and getting uncomfortable, like you can't do that if you're just constantly staying where you're at or thinking about what happened before. So, so would yeah. you say that at this point in your life with everything that's happened your book, coaching everything would you say that you've found success and fulfillment in your life or would you say that you're still on a journey towards that
1: i'm very much still on a journey like it's the same as everyone else i like, i'm very grateful for what i've done and i even now in times find myself like in that mental state where i'm like oh what's next and i'm focusing on the next kind of milestone so i've got a lot better just trying to enjoy the now and to focus on that but like I said to you earlier, like you're never going to get to where you want to be. Like I've got big things I want to do next and it's always working towards something, but also appreciating the kind of path to get there. So yeah, I couldn't imagine doing anything else, but it's also very much a stepping stone for where I do want to get to.
0: No, again, what I always find interesting is, I I like this, this, uh, that's sort of the last question. I mean, there's one more, but it's, that's sort of the last like question about your story, I guess you would say what I always find interesting is that first question of what's your definition of vulnerability. Every single person looks at it differently and defines it differently. And then when I get to that last question, it's the same sort of thing. Like, and and I, I really like that because again if it was everybody's answers were the same this would get really boring but I just find that it's it's really interesting how everybody looks at because I, I said this on on an interview that I just had recently where I said you know if you were to look up the definition of vulnerability in a dictionary there's only one definition if you were to look at the definition of success there's probably only one definition same thing with this with the word fulfillment but yet we as humans can define it differently based on our own experiences, based on how we see it. And and that's what I find interesting because again, you know, if you were to look it up, it's going to say, this is what it is, but yet you might not think that. So again, just, I, I always find that interesting. So uh, the, the, the thing I like to do at the end here, um, we're getting down to the last couple of things. And the last question I like to ask all my guests is, you know, if, if, People were to listen back to this. There's tons of tips and things and takeaways that they could sit down and write down. But if you could give people three key takeaways from your journey, three things that could help them move forward, help them get through what they're going through, um, what would your three key takeaways be?
1: I would say, firstly, realizing that your past doesn't have to define your future. Like just because you might be struggling right now, or you might be kind of doubting yourself, or struggling with confidence, or whatever it is life doesn't have to always be that way like we all go through bad periods that there's i'm a big believer that everything bad that happens to us is kind of setting us up for what's next so it's just realizing that yes it may be tough but you're a lot stronger than you give yourself credit for the second thing i would want people to take away is to realize like we spoke about quite a lot is life is a journey and if you keep just pressuring yourself to have it all figured out or focusing on some end result, you're never going to be happy. And it's all about focusing on the now, being present in the moment, and taking some pressure off yourself. Like, the amount of expectations that we put on ourselves is just crazy. And then the third thing is that it's okay to get help. Like, I know for me, and especially, kind of, I work with a lot of men, and there's still this huge stigma attached to men's mental health. Like, even though there's been a big shift in society over the last few years, a lot of men that I speak to still think that it makes them weak, that talking about these things makes them less of a man, or that there's something wrong with them, whereas the reality is every single one of us, man, woman, goes through difficult times, and it's okay to talk about it and to show that you're vulnerable and that you're struggling, because like with like uh, you saying the different uh, different definition of vulnerability it's for the same for me about perspective like we can either look at vulnerability as a weakness like you're vulnerable you're weak whatever like the negative perception we want to have of it or we can choose to look at it as a strength like being vulnerable and being like you know what i'm going through this but that's okay and opening up and getting the help and support that you need so it's all coming down to that perspective of how you choose to look at it. You can either allow it to hold you back or you can allow it to push you forward.
0: No, perspective is key. I definitely couldn't <laughs> agree with that more. Um, so again, down to the last thing here. Um, I like to give all my guests an opportunity to basically just promote themselves. Um, you know, you took the time. You gave me you know, close to an hour of your time. So I want to give you an opportunity at the end to just sort of let everybody know what you're up to, let them know where to find you, um, you know, like where you're most active on social or whatever. And and that way, you know, they can connect with you if they needed any help or could use your services any further. So yeah, uh, the floor is yours. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So essentially if people do want to reach out to me, they can find me either on LinkedIn, um, under Byron Morrison or byronmorrison.co.uk. And essentially what I do is I help high achievers and entrepreneurs and kind of high performers reach their potential it's all about breaking through those mental roadblocks that are holding them back and stopping them from going after what they really want getting to the root cause and breaking through the procrastination the overthinking the self-doubt and the actions that sabotage them and really help them get out of their own way so they can create the life that they want so anyone who's kind of send me a message i'm happy to kind of even if it's not something that i can help with i'm happy to kind of point people in the right direction because Like I said, I know what it feels like to be kind of going through it on your own and to kind of feel like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders. So for me, anyone that I can help just kind of furthers that mission of helping other people avoid going through what happened to my dad and feeling like I did a few years ago.
0: No, oh, Awesome. Well, I'll definitely make sure to throw your LinkedIn in the show notes and throw your website in there. Um, again, you know, thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for sharing so openly. I mean, to me, it consistently amazes me that I'm meeting people that I don't know that well that are sometimes like yourself in a different place in the world. Um, and yet they're, they're so willing to come on here and be so open. And it just makes me really grateful because like i said at the beginning all i'm really trying to do is help other people get through what they're going through and and i'm hoping that these stories will help them do that so thank you for coming on and thank you for taking the time and uh yeah just appreciate you
1: thanks for having me
0: all right awesome well take care and have a great rest of your day bye thank you for listening If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also follow me, Brian Almeida, by searching my name on all platforms. If the podcast has impacted you in any way, I would also greatly appreciate a review. Lastly, if you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, I would love to have them on. Thank you and see you next week.